name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In his marvelous little book, The Screwtape Letters, C.S. Lewis writes as if he were Screwtape, a master demon giving advice to his demonic apprentice, Wormwood, on how to keep this, his human patient, who has been placed under his charge, out of the church and out of the kingdom of God. It is a writ book written about the Christian life from hell's perspective and that of a demonic bureaucrat. Now, if you've read much of C.S. Lewis, you'll know why he depicts hell as a sprawling bureaucracy. And perhaps you have some experience with that as yourself as well. And if uh, the, the titular Screwtape's first piece of advice to his protege is to prevent his patient, the poor man, from ever thinking about the big ideas, universal truths, rational arguments, and philosophy. Wormwood, the younger demon, had submitted a report boasting that he had successfully guided his patient's reading so that he was convinced of philosophical materialism. For this, Screwtape rebukes his naive protege for thinking that he could keep his patient out of God's hands by use of an argument. That tactic is far too dangerous for Screwtape. For as soon as a man begins to ask the question, what is true, from hell's perspective, he is far too close to the kingdom of God. No, according to Screwtape, hell has advanced its tactics in a far more ingenious way. By means of weekly media reports and other such weapons, they have avoided the danger of a chain of reasoning that leads to an altered way of life altogether. Instead, they have accustomed this patient and the other poor humans like him to have a dozen incompatible philosophies dancing about together inside their head. This man has been trained not to think about doctrines or philosophy as primarily true or false, but in terms of jargon and not argument. Doctrines are academic or practical, progressive or conventional, bold or ruthless, or in today's terms we might say inclusive or exclusive, tolerant or bigoted, woke or ignorant. Instead, Wormwood, his protege, should avoid at all costs drawing the man's attention away from the stream of immediate sense perception. Teach him not to bother with big abstract questions and to focus on real life and make sure, above all, that he never asks the question, what does real mean? How much more true are C.S. Lewis's observations today than they were in the mid-40s when he was writing? The weekly media reports have turned to a flood of 24-hour cable news with notifications on our smartphones. The constant messaging from YouTube and TikTok and Facebook and whatever your social media platform of choice might be, along with a corrupted educational system, have left us as a people, generally, maybe not individually, but generally, uh, maleducated, almost incapable of logical or rational thought. We are a schizophrenic society, and I do not mean that in the sense that schizophrenia is on the rise, which 
It is, but that is not what I mean. We are schizophrenic in the sense that our whole culture holds to so many positions that are mutually contradictory. And if we just took a second to think about it, we would immediately realize it to be the case. Sexual orientation, for instance, on the one hand, is inborn and unalterable, but on the other hand, sex itself is ever fluid and easily changed. We need a federal law to stop the killing of puppies because that's just terrible, but the mass slaughter of children in the womb, well, that is a human right. And on that point, human rights are sacred, but we are all just cosmic accidents. John's gospel this Christmas morning calls us away from the never-ending stream of immediate experiences and news to contemplate that which screw tape and all hell with him fear the most, the fundamental ground of all reality, that which is truly real and the greatest mystery of all. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. All that we see around us, all the things that make up real life are contingent things. That is, they do not possess in themselves the power of existence. They come into being, they are subject to endless change, and they cease to be. They are no more. They are ever shifting, inherently unstable. You can never step in the same river twice, as the Greek philosophers say, for by the time you have stepped out and stepped back in, it has changed. The only fundamental reality, the only one who has the power of existence in himself is God, who created all things. They are all contingent upon him. And mystery upon mystery, the one God is three persons and has eternally and unchangeably been so. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the immortal, eternal God, the heavenly Father, in the beginning created all things through his word, the word who himself was God. The immortal and eternal Logos, the very reason and order of the universe, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And miracle of miracles, mystery of mysteries, the eternal Logos, the word who is God, in whom is life and the light of men, on Christmas morning became man. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The true light, which is the light of the world, came into the world, indeed breaks into our reality to reveal God to men. Indeed, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but on Christmas morning, something fundamentally changes. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, 
whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. The Logos, the eternal word of God, to whom the Father says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness, the scepter of your kingdom. The Logos to whom the Father says, You, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like a robe you will roll them up, like a garment they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years have no end. The Logos, the eternal word of God who is the radiance and the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, who upholds the universe by the power of his word, has become man, born of the virgin to be the life and light of men. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. He came as one to make purification for sins. He entered into this valley of suffering and death as our brother so that he could be our high priest and sacrifice to make peace between us and the Father. Taking upon himself our transgressions, dying the death that we deserved on his cross, so the guilt which separates us from our creator Maybe no more. And in his person, in his person, both God and man uniting us with the heavenly and holy trinity. Screwtape says to Wormwood, do not let your patient ask what is true or false. Dear brothers and sisters, truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God the only God, but Jesus has made him known. And I call you brothers and sisters because you are my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. We share the same Father, the eternal heavenly Logos, the eternal Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. In him, on account of his incarnation, because of his crucifixion by which your sins are forgiven, in baptism, through faith, you are united with him, born not of flesh and blood, but of God. All that is around us, all that changes and decays and dies, We are no longer of that stuff. We are of God. Because we are united, grounded in him, who is the fundamental ground of reality, who has the power of existence in himself. The works of his hands, the heavens and the earth, these all will pass away. But he does not. He remains forever. And you, because of his incarnation, because the word became flesh and dwelt among us, because you are united to his flesh in baptism and in the Holy Communion, you will remain forever. He is the life and the light of men, and he communicates that life and light 
to you through your union with him. And you sit here this Christmas morning then, remember that you sit among immortals, sons and daughters of God made so by Christ's shed blood. You exchange gifts this morning and you eat your Christmas ham with immortals. You sin against immortals and you are forgiven and forgive immortals because you are all immortal children of God, brothers and sisters under the heavenly father. So this Christmas morning, I bring you glad tidings of good news, of great joy. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. The eternal Logos born of the Virgin, placed in a manger for you and for your salvation. Praise be to God the Father, from whom all blessings flow. Praise be to God the Son, the life and light of men. Praise be to God the Holy Spirit, who unites us with the Son in faith, Merry Christmas. Amen. You may rise for the offertory. Thank you.